Give a little time for the child within you. Don't be afraid to be young and free. Undo the locks and throw away the keys and take off your shoes and socks and run you. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. And I'm Jordan Morris, boy detective. And this is Jordan, Jesse, go! This week on Jordan Jesse Go, Trevor Moore from The Whitest Kids You Know joins us to talk about what the Bible has prophesied. Let's go. It's Jordan Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Beautiful afternoon here at the brand new Max Fun World Headquarters, freshly minted. Have you uh, gotten a lot of comments about. Oh, the show sounds different now that we're in this different space. Are there like audio nerds who are paying attention to like echo and a couple of people timber? Have, a couple of people have said that it sounds sexier, but that's just me. Yeah, timber is that right? Tambor. Yeah, I believe it's pronounced tambor. Jeffrey Tambor. Yeah, Jeffrey Tambor. They've noticed that I sound but, more like Jeffrey Tambor. That's because I've been editing in Jeffrey Tambor oh, wow. in your place. You know, I I was surprised to hear that uh, like. I listened to Howard Stern a little bit uh-huh. uh, near his end on terrestrial radio. Yeah. And he had a drop that was t- Jeffrey Tambor saying, hey now, from the Larry uh, Sanders <laughs> show. I always thought that like spoke highly of Howard Stern, <laughs> that he would play it that. It does. Well, I mean, it's the... Gr- okay. Well, I don't know if he still does it, but... We'll talk about Jeffrey Tambor in a second, because he was on <laughs> The Sound of Young America, and it was wonderful. Um, but let's introduce our guest. Uh, he has been a show business professional since his teenage years. Mm-hmm. Um, he is the uh, head writer and among the cast members of The Whitest Kids You Know. He's also on a brand new television program, which I've already forgotten the name of. Uh, <laughs> it's called Cuffs. <laughs> uh, Trevor Moore of The Whitest Kids You Know, welcome to the program. Thanks for having me. Oh, it's a pleasure and a delight to have you. Now, we have already off-air threatened to make this whole program about one Whitest Kids You Know sketch that we've mm-hmm. watched over and over. Now, look, I've watched all of the first two, two or three What are we at? Three? Five. Five? We're in the fifth. We're okay. about to start the fifth. I've watched many episodes <laughs> of The Whitest Kids You Know uh, from the DVDs that our friends at the Independent Film Channel uh, s- sent us, our estranged friends at the yes. Independent <laughs> Film Channel sent us. Uh, they're, all the, oh, they're all on the Netflix streaming now. Yeah, too, and also the on the Netflix, Netflix streaming, I was about I like to, to say. Watch if I'm sitting around, I don't know what to watch. I'll watch The Whitest Kids You Know on the Netflix streaming. I always enjoy it. But there is this one sketch in which Trevor plays a doctor. Uh, his castmate, Timmy, who... No offense to you, Trevor, but is both my and Jordan's favorite. Um, <laughs> Amazing. Is his patient. And the premise of this sketch, if I could describe it, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, mm-hmm. is that Timmy he, he, is having a sit-down with his doctor, and he eats a lot of hot dogs over the course of the day, uh, but doesn't realize how many he eats. <laughs> and yeah. the doctor has to draw it out of him. Yeah. It, uh, for anyone who hasn't uh, seen the show, which is... A lot of people. Uh, the uh, Timmy is a, uh, a a heavy guy. Yeah. Well, yeah. he's he's not a, he's not fat, but he has he has the round face that reads as fat on television. He was pretty fat. He's not fat now. He's lost a lot of weight. But right. He was pretty big. Um, and it was kind of at his biggest that um, I think this sketch we did this sketch and uh, and uh, I was uh, just driving around in my car and I was just thinking about like 
what Timmy eats. And, <laughs> and I just started, the actual guy Timmy. Yeah, yeah. I was like, I was like, what does he eat? Like, you know, I was like, and then I started <laughs> laughing and like kind of wrote this sketch. And then I called him, and it was like a weird phone call. I had to be like, hey, Timmy, I wrote a sketch, but uh, you know, um, I think it's really funny, but it's kind of about how you're fat. <laughs> so, it's only it's specific. It's only exclusively about, about how you're fat, and you have uh, bad eating habits. <laughs> <laughs> but Timmy's, you know, a great sport, and he thought it was funny, and uh, so we did it. And yeah, it's just it's so funny uh, um, because he's sitting there, and his belly is just so big in that sketch, and he's like <laughs> he's sitting, shirtless through the whole he's thing, He's shirtless through it, as and, one might be at a doctor's appointment. Sure. Yeah, and Timmy's not like like uh, genetically a fat guy, mm-hmm. like you know, like it's this that's his doing. Like it was his <laughs> diet, it was beer and pizza. So and you're stuff saying like that. he's a bad person? No, not no, not a bad person. It sounds to me like you're saying that your your colleague of many years yes. is a bad person. No, I'm Who, saying it sounds like you're negatively <laughs> judging your colleague of many no. years. He indulges in the deadly sin of sloth, uh, gluttony, gluttony. I believe would be that sure. uh, that would combined uh, with not, sloth, not <laughs> sloth also. <laughs> no, a little bit of sloth in there. Yeah. He's got two of the seven down. A mild amount of sloth, but he's lost all the weight now. And now he weirdly just looks... a few false idols. <laughs> also, sure, yeah. also... just occasional yeah. golden calf. He covets his neighbor's wife. Uh-huh. Is that that's a, that's a Ten Commandment? That's yeah, like, that's yeah. one of the commandments. That's We're mixing it. up all these things. Yeah. All our Bible <laughs> stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so, you know, he's lost all the weight now and I'm glad that sketch exists because it's almost like a, yeah. it's a, for posterity, like, yeah. you know, they're like, wow, look how fat he was. And now, <laughs> he can and show it to his kids. Exactly. It's a sort of cautionary tale. Yeah. How delightful it would be if they became obese. Yeah. <laughs> what was what was Timmy's weight loss loss regimen? Not to make this whole show about Timmy. Oh, we can make. I'm it about very Timmy. interested in Timmy. Yeah, and um, I think we may well, he's be a fascinating guy. We yeah. may be overselling his level of obesity, even at his most obese. I've seen the man on television with his shirt off in the sketch that you say was the height of his obesity. He's definitely overweight, but he's not like a fat guy. No, see, I mean, he's not like you know. I have to wipe with a string and a cloth. <laughs> But, but it, uh, but Which I just how if you l- open a dictionary and look up yeah. fat, yeah. it says yeah. noun or adjective yeah. one who wipes with a string yeah. and a cloth. But you know, I think, I think you'd be like, you know, if you were going to describe somebody real quick, you'd be like, uh, he's a fat guy, yeah, you know, like, uh, right, height. not anymore. He's thin now and he, he looks great, but like, you know, when we did that, there's a fat guy, okay, mm-hmm. yeah. fair enough. Look. And so, uh, but now he lives. Now, look, now the young this young man lives on a farm in Oregon. I know. Flies to New York City to record his hit television program. He's got his life together now. <laughs> yeah, that's that's all you need, yeah. really, Jordan. That's all you need. He's, oh, he's, got he's a, not fat, but he's living large. He's got a baby that's about to ha- come. Oh, like, really? Uh, not, a, Lil Timmy in May. Hmm. Yeah, he's supposed to have a baby. Oh, yeah. that sounds fantastic. Yeah, so he's, uh, he's a whole different guy now. He's gonna raise that kid right on the farm, slopping the hogs. Yeah. Not you eating know? hot dogs all day. Not eating hot dogs all day. Mm-hmm. Only when the slaughter comes in. Mm-hmm. You need something to do with like the trotters and so yeah. forth. You want to eat 27 hot dogs a day, kid? You're going to have to go out and kill all those animals yourself. <laughs> you have to grind the snout yourself. Yeah, you got to kill pigs, donkeys, chickens, whatever goes into those things. Sure. There's, there's one thing he's missing. This is something that's really important uh, that I've, I've had some concerns about that we have not yet addressed here on Jordan Desico. And I'm, I'm glad you're here, Trevor, because I know that you've, you've, uh, you've been the head writer of some television programs. You're a man with your a head on your shoulders. Are you aware that on May 
twelfth, two thousand eleven. The world will end. The world will end. Yes, I'm, mm. I'm thank God you know about this. Yeah. I feel like no one knows about this. No, it's, I, 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 it's it's going to end then, or it's going to end December twenty first, two thousand twelve. That's the other one coming up. Well, so even if we get out of this one, there's a whole nother one. It's a whole we'll other see. apocalypse across the city of Los Angeles. There are billboards advertising the coming end of the world. I saw these mm-hmm. in Vegas, too. Really? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so they are advertisements. It is a, it is a national movement. <laughs> they are advertisements for an AM radio show. Yes. That's number one. Let's be clear. They're advertisements for an AM radio show. Brilliant advertisements <laughs> yes, for very an AM effective. radio show. Because you want stakes. If you get into sure, advertising, yeah. especially outdoor. That's the first people rule might hot ignore. Talk. Yeah. Um, so across Los Angeles, apparently Las Vegas as well, mm-hmm. and I'm interested to hear... Here on, on our forum, if you've seen them where you are, there are these forums that say the world will end specifically May 12th, 2011. Mm-hmm. And then what I like about it is it has, uh, it has a Bible quotation mm-hmm. that is like, I believe it is, cry mightily unto the Lord. Uh, which is to say that you should seek forgiveness from God because the end of the world is coming. Mm-hmm. Sure. And then that's what sort of uh, the, the background of this uh, of this billboard is like a it's like a family praying or suffering in silhouette. Mm-hmm. And then it says the end of the world will happen. I think May- I've seen one where a guy is climbing a mountain. That's possible. He's also, he's climbing a mountain. Is that to a way? Kind of a a way? S- uh, is that a way to get out of the end of the world? Yeah, maybe if you're just high enough. Yeah, it's a very modest yeah. flood that's going to kill everybody. Yeah. yeah, the the problem the the thing is is like a lot of people keep a lot of their food in the basement, and so <laughs> if there's even a minor flood, there's going to be a lot of trouble. See who's thinking to put their food on a mountain? I know. <laughs> well, this guy in the billboard, yeah. that's who the silhouette fella. Mm-hmm. So anyway, it says that it it says that front and center, the end of the world is coming. To the right, there's the Bible quotation, cry mightily unto the Lord. I saw this in Spanish in my neighborhood recently, Mm. by the way. Cry mightily unto the Lord, the Bible quotation. And then on the left... There's one of those kind of gold starburst graphics like uh, that symbolizes like a badge or a new and improved... Or something like that. Sure. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm talking about? Like, would yeah. be on the front of... Now with something. something. Uh, yeah. uh, like a Martinelli sparkling cider. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so it's that, and it just says, the Bible guarantees it. <laughs> <laughs> That's a guarantee yeah. you could take to the bank. Or to the top of a mountain, to sure. be specific. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah, I'm wondering all these... I mean, I guess it seems like every you know every so often you hear about a, a preacher type who issues this decree that they know when the end of the world's going to happen. When it doesn't happen, do these guys all issue apologies, or do they just you know forget that they even said that? Do they have to double down, like Waco style? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. themselves? <laughs> yeah, just... Yeah. Look, uh, as the day gets closer and closer, they realize that if they want to really, they're either going to have to deal with the consequences or they're going to have to do something that takes out everyone that yep. believes them before the date happens. Well, that's usually the FBI's job, isn't it? Yes, that's yeah. true. <laughs> right. I mean, <laughs> honestly. Yeah. <laughs> a couple of firebombs here and there. Sure, just a firebomb. Possibly a <laughs> yeah. few firebombs. But yeah, God, well, what is the day after like for those guys? What's amazing to me is what is the budget like for those guys? Yeah, I don't... Well, do you know... What is the... Is the AM show on? 
I, now? Does it come out on the end of the world? Because that <laughs> yeah. doesn't make sense. Yeah, like, yeah. You know. When they say the end of the world, they just mean that all broadcasting will be in mono. Right, right. So it's really... It's a, Does it's it a, end at midnight? It's a world that ends for stereophiles, sure. yeah. if you will. If you've got a Macintosh receiver, you're going to be disappointed because you won't be able to get a sense of the stereo landscape, especially on like back in the USSR, a song where... There's there's like a lot of stereo stuff <laughs> happening. Maybe uh, it's like just a promotion where they mean it's a, it's the end of the world that doesn't have compelling religious radio programming. See, that might be it. Yeah. Do you think that's it. how they spin it afterwards? Well, I don't know. I mean, maybe they. Uh, I mean, it'd be really interested to see what they're talking about on the show, like now. Yeah. You know, like leading up to this, are they? You know, are they, do they care? Are they telling people to, like, keep listening? Well, there's... Or, <laughs> <laughs> like, just in case this doesn't go down, still, you know, we'll still be here. And, you know, yeah, do you run days. promos, you know? Yeah. like Are they scheduling guests for the next week? <laughs> sure, yeah. <laughs> what are they telling their their advertisers? Exactly. Like, that's a hard sell. Yeah. They're, they're, if, if they get, let's just say that Kroger's calls them, mm-hmm. and or the Piggly Wiggly calls them, and says... We want to run some produce specials on this week's advertisements. We want you to talk about kumquats yeah. <laughs> because they're going to be on special May 16th. What do they say? I'm sorry. We, we cannot responsibly accept that advertisement. There will be no kumquats, only the all-consuming fires of hell. Right. <laughs> if they believed in what they were saying, they, as, yeah. they shouldn't accept. Like, it'd be interesting to like, contact them from a movie or something that's coming out yeah. like a week later. Oh, like, yeah. We want to buy spots. Sure. Because... We're, from, hi, we're from Thor. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. We think that the let's, apocalyptic let's... Christians are the right audience for our movie. <laughs> yeah. Kenneth Branagh could call in personally. <laughs> right. And also, maybe they could explain why Kenneth Branagh is in charge of that movie. There's no, no one could explain that. That's, no. that's just a random... That was a dartboard situation, I bet. I feel like... I wonder if we should be doing things to prepare in case shit goes down on May 11th or May 12th. Yeah. I just want to know by, like, what, what, they're ta- what they mean. Like, I wish... I wish uh... They've got to have a website or something. We can like, how? What are we going to Google? Is, Cry mightily unto the Lord. Uh, I think it's familyradio.org. It is. Is it? Yeah. It is. It's, okay. That's the. That's what it's called. Family radio. Yeah, yeah. And it's May twelfth. We could probably just put in May twelfth, two thousand eleven. Yeah, yeah. And see what you know. But I, I want to know. What what is going to end the world? Like, what is is it? Are we are we talking like a fire situation? Yeah, I was My wondering specifically on dragons. Yeah, dragons. I figure. Or is it just dragons. like, or does just you know, does just existence cease? Is it just like I like that like turning off a light switch? Ooh, I like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Or is there going to be some sort of aren't demon there, charge? Aren't there horsemen? Yeah, horsemen, trumpets. There's a rapture. Sure, right? People and are. This, Go to heaven, and, and, then and then their cars keep driving, and they crash into other people's cars that were sinners or didn't cry mightily unto but the Lord. But then that doesn't right? mean the world. The only means they're saying the world is ending. Yeah, that's and so you, know, you the, think this doesn't mean the rapture. You think that this means I, from their billboard a just, more specific, <laughs> like a more cataclysmic. I than would the rapture. say they should say the uh, the rapture is happening on May twelfth. If that's but but well, they're saying the world might is think ending. That the band the rapture is just coming to town, and they're going to go buy tickets. Right, that's that could get confusing. Everyone loves the rapture. They're great. <laughs> it's a fantastic band. They got all the cool fashion styles. Not not stale at all. <laughs> no, not even a little. 
<laughs> um, look, we're going we're gonna to go on the internet and look at familyradio.org, see if we can do a little research, and we'll be back in just a second with that information, <laughs> thanks to the magic of podcasting. You do realize, though, that if this does happen, like if you were going to make this movie about the world ending on May 12th, we're <laughs> like the jerks who are like, oh, yuck, 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 joking about it on the radio. Like <laughs> a bunch sure, of crazy yeah. people out there think the world's going to end. Yeah. yeah. Here's Bear with the weather. <laughs> yeah. yeah, sure. Hey, assholes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah sure. Guy in Independence Day who got visited by aliens and yeah. then everyone didn't believe him and then the aliens came. Mm-hmm. Randy Quaid. Randy Quaid. There you go. <laughs> we'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. Oh yeah, we're back. It's Jordan Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's <laughs> radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Trevor Moore. <laughs> yeah, I didn't Craig. tell him he was. He had to make up. No, you don't have to. No, it's it's. You oh know oh what? oh! You have to uh, a nickname. Yeah yeah. yeah. Sure. Oh um. That's how we embarrass our guests. Oh man! Um, Get them on our level. God. Let me do it again. Uh, yeah, yeah. We, we'll start over. What do yeah. you think? Huh? Okay, here we yeah. go. Here we go. Oh yeah, we're back. <laughs> Good reset. <laughs> I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective, and Trevor Moore, captain guest. Captain guest. Great, <laughs> great. How's that for a nickname? I've. Sp- I think I- it's fantastic. I've spent some time with FamilyRadio.org. Mm-hmm. Um, while you guys were refreshing your beverages and using mm-hmm. the restroom, I hopped on something called the Worldwide uh, Internet mm-hmm. and clicked some links, uh, read some PDFs. Um, as I understand it, it will be a fire. Okay. Mm. Okay. Um, there's a lot of math involved, and I'm going to be honest, I did not quite follow why the math was happening. I followed the math. The math is predicated. The math is sound. Here's, here's the premise of this thing. So in, in their scenario... The Bible happened 4,990 years ago. No, 4,990 B.C. Which part of the Bible? Uh, the, some part of the Old Testament. Okay. Um, possibly the flood. I had a hard time following this. Okay. Um, there's also a part of, uh, I think, Paul, uh, where they say that t- for the Lord, one day is as a thousand days, and a thousand days as... Uh, uh, one day is as a thousand years, and a thousand years as one day. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Which is to say, obviously... That it's a metaphor that God, you know, is all knowing and sure. timeless. No, timeless. no, no, no. That's literal. Okay, so Jesse, please. Then they say something was supposed to have. It was supposed to be, something was supposed to be seven days, which they then did the math on and said, well, that's seven thousand seven God days. Sure, is seven thousand Earth years. Mm-hmm. Um, then they added 7,000 Earth years to 4990 BC mm-hmm. and yep. came up with 2011. Checks out so far. Now, I've got some good news for you guys. Okay. I misremembered the billboard. I just bought you nine days on planet Earth because it's not happening till May 21st. Oh, well, that's great. <laughs> but that's the, that's the more interesting thing that, to me is where the May 21st comes in. Yeah, okay, because... so this involves biblical months and days. It's the 17th day of the cubits, second month. Doesn't this, cubits are involved <laughs> this is, in this? All of this is cubit-based. I want to make that clear. There's a few shekel instances, <laughs> but it's primarily cubit stuff. No. Um, so I, uh, what we really wanted to do, frankly, was see a picture of the hosts. I mean, we can learn why gay pride is a symbol of the apocalypse anywhere. There's literally thousands well, I mean, of websites. That's just kind of 
given, right? I know. I mean, that's that's the kind of thing that we knowledge. we will just take that as read. Is that sure. that's one of the that's one of the that's one of the signs? Or yeah, something? that's one of the things. That's like their number four issue. So wait, has gay pride hit a level? That is a is a is a danger sign. Well, it's no. What it is is they did the math, okay. so they know. Okay, but then gay the whole gay pride thing that just fits in with that's their a, math. That's a the cherry on top. Sure. Yeah. They knew that yeah. gay pride would be at a certain boiling point by this date. X equals buttless chat parade. <laughs> that's the math that they did. All right, <laughs> they solved for X and they came up with buttless chat parade. Sure. Um, uh, we wanted to see a picture of the people that host this show. Yeah. That was what I was interested in. No, did they have one? If they only have a Spanish language billboard, if they have Spanish language billboards, why is the show in English? Uh, what's what's up with that, too? That's another concern I have. That's kind of just rubbing it in. Yeah. yeah they, it's like, hey. Uh, they type know. in the website and they're like, wait, what the fuck? Where's oh, the Spanish website? Want to learn how to not die in the fire? Too yeah. bad. Learn some English. Yeah. yeah suck on this. <laughs> um, yeah. You know, I, I, I'm going to be honest with you guys. We've had a lot of fun talking about this. I'm not sure I put too much credence in it. I'm not 100% certain that I believe it. I'm 50-50. <laughs> Jordan, what relative percentages would you choose? Take it or leave it? Okay, yeah. fine. I'm mano a mano. I don't like the fire thing. Well, how would you prefer the world? Oh, I like that whole just uh, existence going out thing. I thought that was pretty good. Yeah, me too. That's yeah. a little too physicisty. Okay. That's a little too Schrodinger's cat. Yeah, yeah. Um, Put a cat in a box and then there's fire. Yeah. You know that whole Schrodinger's cat? Yeah, yeah. Maybe it's the cat's dead. Put, maybe it's not. Putting a cat yeah. in a box and then there's a fire. Yeah. <laughs> that, was the, that was the experiment. This is, is the this cat is the only they... one who survives because the box is fireproof? No, this he is does how... He does and he doesn't. This is, oh. how they invented those, uh, this is how they invented those sprinklers that instead of spraying water, they spray foam. Mm. This is what physicists do all day. They think about big, important shit like spraying foam instead yeah. of water, you know? You know what's, you know what's the, a real scam about physicists? Is they can make up all these experiments they don't even have to do. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> hey, they never did that cat experiment. Yeah. He was Let's... like, I, got an, I have an idea for an experiment. It's, uh, in this experiment, we take a dog yeah. and we put him in a box. And this dog all of a sudden goes into three different dimensions. Sure. You, that's my experiment. I'm just gonna coast on that for the rest of my life. <laughs> yeah, Collect those out. residual checks. <laughs> so you're from so you're theorem. against thought experiments? <laughs> no, I'm for it. I just want to get on. I just want to get in. I just want to get on the game with it. Oh, you want? And I'm guessing this is a guess from me. I'm guessing that you would like yours to be sensual. My my, my experiment. Your thought experiment. My thought experiment. I just want some of that Schrodinger's cat money. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Son of Schrodinger's, Schrodinger's residual what did I say, Schrodinger? I don't, I'm, I don't think either of us is pronouncing it right. <laughs> Here's something I'm thinking about, about this apocalypse situation. Yep. My wife is due at the end of July. Ooh. If the world is going to end at the end of May, should we... Take him out of there so he can experience the world before it all ends. Yeah, but then he, it's all fire, though. Or, how about this? Should we leave him in there to make sure that he can't sin before shit goes down? I think that's the more responsible thing. Yeah. Go. Really? Yeah. Well, you don't know and, what he's doing in there. Oh, but he could... He can't what do if, a lot. Yeah. What if he... he can jack off. <laughs> he could be, that's basically like the number one sin I've heard that's all the babies do though While yeah. they're in utero yeah. What if But I feel like I'm, I'm then giving him a life Where he's never even been to the DQ And had a dilly bar He's never been anywhere Yeah. Uh, he hasn't even been to Foster's Freeze You can't give a preemie baby a dilly bar 
<laughs> yeah, you can. He'll gum it. <laughs> I don't know if I think he'll be too sick. <laughs> the, the baby's going to gum it. Are people giving you baby stuff? Yes. You should just return it all. Oh, that is a good... Except yeah. some of this stuff... Okay. Get the money. I'm glad that you brought that up because a few people have given me some things. Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to grab them here. I've, I've got this pile of stuff that people have sent me for the baby. So first of all, uh, one of the, we did this Radio Lab event in San Francisco the other day. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, I was the host of this Radio Lab event. And um, uh, we had volunteers from the San Francisco Bay Area, Max Fun listeners, not Radio Lab listeners, probably mm-hmm. both, but um, Radio Lab is better than any shows that we make. Sure. But uh, w- w- we had these volunteers there, and one of these volunteers sends me, hands me this nice, um, uh, this nice note, and it says, uh, Hey, guys, just excited for you and amused at your notion that a new baby won't change much. Ha, ha, ha. Okay, so we did say that. We've been getting emails about it ever since. We didn't mean it literally. Okay, I'm not going to get into that. You can, uh, you can. I mean, it is possible to not have your baby change your life at all. It's just bad. Yeah, parenting. just give it up for adoption. Yeah. <laughs> okay, wait. I'm, I'm. Here we go. Okay. Um, it, here's a different one. I was reading. I was reading from the wrong one. This guy, and Andrea, lady. This lady, Andrea, sent me a lovely uh, baby rattle. Thank you, Andrea. Okay, this one. Do babies still use rattles? That seems like something from the fifties. Yeah, or right? before the 50s. Yeah. Not even from the 50s. Yeah. Television was invented by the 50s. Yeah, he's a That's the rattle of the babies. future. Yeah, they don't, they don't. Now now they just plug straight into the to the to the net, yeah, right? Sure. And then they can fuck Sandra Bullock as I yeah. understand it. It's like giving your baby a hoop and a stick. <laughs> of demolition man. <laughs> Am I? Yeah. Um okay, I couldn't quite get the logo to make the transfer to screen printing properly. I'll get to that in a minute. But after two attempts I remembered that they would be worn by someone, these are onesies, someone without object permanence who would immediately cover them in urine, feces, and vomit. So perhaps I didn't need to be so picky. Anyway, I was hoping that you, I hope you can get some use out of them. Ad Astra from Andrew. Get a load of this, Jordan. Mm. Not, these, not these Chud t-shirts. We'll get to that in a second. <laughs> these, it's onesies that say Max Fun Child. Aww. Isn't that lovely? And look at this, our pal Rebecca. You probably remember Rebecca from Max Fun Con. Sure. Uh, she sent us one, onesies with uh, with the rocket ship logo that say Ad Astra on them. That's great. Uh, just to bring you in and any new listeners uh, who are wondering what Ad Astra is, uh, Trevor, I'm the leader of a group of leadership-minded young people uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> called the Boner Society. Mm-hmm. Yep. Now... A lot of people hear that name and they immediately think it's going to be something vulgar, but it's not. It's oh, the, I just I I just got the vulgar thing. Now. No, no, it is I, I, the I, least no. vulgar thing you can imagine. We look at the boner as a kind of symbol, just like the fraternal order of the Elks. Mm-hmm. You know, when I say the fraternal order of the Elks, this isn't a club of Elks meeting together. Right. The Elk is a symbol mm-hmm. of friendship and fraternity and good deeds. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, the boner society uses the boner as a symbol of being all that you can be, filling yourself with metaphorical blood mm-hmm. so that you can essentially live the life that you, that you were destined to live. Um, and that's why our slogan is Ad Astra, uh, which is Latin for ever skyward. Um, so that, that just brings you in on what the Boner Society is. So see. thank you so much to Andrew, uh, to Andrea, and to uh, Rebecca, who all sent us those lovely baby gifts. Thank you very much. 
Um, and I mentioned... Jesse babies can't get boners. Oh, they can. Not with that attitude, they can. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right? <laughs> You're a baby and you want to get a boner. Think positively. <laughs> um, we also received this gift from uh, Rob Campbell, uh, who mm-hmm. points out he's Senator Pancake on our forum. Uh, he is also, he, he has this operation called Campbell and Brown's T-Shirt Town. Uh, and he apparently, apparently what this operation does is print these chud t-shirts in the style of shepherd fairy oh wow wow after shepherd fairy it's a picture it's a red white and blue photograph of i presume that is the chud you know i've never seen chud have you ever seen chud I've never seen chud no. i know that it stands for cannibalistic humanoid underground dwellers yeah and that is what that creature looks like sure if i was Makes gonna take to a guess as to what that creature was, I would probably guess that it was a chud. I'm sure that's a chud, yeah. Um, if, I would like to thank, by the way, Rob, for uh, realizing that I would never wear a chud t-shirt. Now, Jordan has demonstrated pretty conclusively that he'll wear anything that he gets for free. Sure. So he gets a chud t-shirt. Yes. I, I'm going to guess, Trevor, you're about my size. I'm guessing a large. Oh, thank you. Chud t-shirt for I w- Trevor. I will chud. wear this when I watch the movie for the first time. The, <laughs> the only bad news is that uh, Gene... Uh, whose father, our friend Big Time Gene O'Neill, sometime a uh, guest on this program, former co-host of The Sound of Young America, uh, his father was actually in the movie Chud. Oh, wow. Um, and he will receive this size extra large T-shirt, which will dwarf his, uh, his uh, thin but... Wiry frame. His thin but sinuous sure. frame. Did he get eaten by a Chud in the movie, or does he live? He is destroyed by Chuds. Okay. I believe in both Chud... And uh, the stuff, the stuff. No, he plays dad, like a Gene's dad wise doesn't, scientist. Doesn't die in the stuff. He doesn't die in the stuff. Yeah, he's fine. Have you seen the stuff? I have seen the stuff. The stuff is good. Yeah, the stuff is really cool. Yeah, it's a great like seventies horror movie. Okay, about uh, zombie yogurt. Trevor, have you ever seen the the stuff? I haven't. Have you? Okay. Ever, have you ever seen Shockma? No, that sounds good though. Oh, it's about a, b- a baboon. Uh, sure, that, there's a terrifying uh, creature. Goes crazy and it kills a whole uh, hospital full of nerds. <laughs> That's the movie. No. That's good. Wait, a hospital f- full of nerds? Yeah, they're like. Where are all those nerds in the hospital? It's you know, it, it's for the kids. They like the candy. It's like a it's like a D and D group that are all playing, and this um, and it's filmed with a real baboon, and uh, <laughs> and it's uh, it's it's you should check it out. Shockma. YouTube it. All right. Yeah. What is this? Was it like a cautionary tale? Was it like a reefer madness for D and D? I just think someone had a monkey. <laughs> okay, and they, yeah. And they were like, "I need to make a movie. I got a monkey." All right, let's be specific. It, it kills a bunch of nerds. Trevor, it's an ape. A <laughs> no, baboon it's a is an ape. It's a baboon. It's a, a baboon is, is an thing? ape. Isn't a baboon an ape? No, there's it, no tail on a baboon, spe- is there? It, it has no tail. Uh, Shockma. If it doesn't have a tail, then it's an ape. No, wait, wait, wait. It, maybe it does. I don't know. It's one of the, the baboons that look like they don't have hair on their butt. You know? Yeah. Does it have a red butt? Yeah. That's an it's ape. A baboon. I think. I think that's an ape. I might be wrong. Might have a tail. Jordan, you gonna weigh in on this? Fifty-fifty. <laughs> if you pulled it up, I'm pretty mono, sure you would look at that and you would be like, "That's a baboon." Mono a mono <laughs> is what I say. Okay, let's. I'm going to type "baboon" into the internet. We're going to settle this one and for mm-hmm. for once and for all. Not because it makes for good radio, um, <laughs> but because we want to. No, because I don't want to get emails about it. Oh, yeah, sure. Baboon <laughs> is Ma'am. a monkey. I see a tail right there above that pink, pink butt. Okay, but now look up Shakma. Wait, how's Shakma spelled? S-H-A-K-M-A. Is and that how, the name of the baboon? Yeah, Shakma. Shakma. Okay. And it's going to come up and it's... 
Is he a, is he haunted or super powered in any way, or is he just ornery? He's just crazy. Okay, I think he's just crazy. I, actually, I think they. I don't know. I, I, I've never seen the entire thing. That's, I've just seen I, clips of it. Sure. It uh, does look like it does look like a baboon see? to me. Yeah. It's some kind of monkey, anyway. He's a he's a creepy monkey. I'm not going to lie to you guys. Yeah. I think of apes like um like a uh, King Kong. That's an ape. Oh, I gotcha. <laughs> it's true. Yeah, I guess that was my ape. confusion. I was thinking of a. <laughs> I was thinking of King Kong the whole time. <laughs> I was thinking of uh, Coco the gorilla. Yeah. That's what I was thinking gorilla. about. Yeah, who like uh, crushed its cat and then it like signed I'm sorry or something. Sure. What was the story of that? Something like that. Yeah. All Ball. All Ball was the first cat. Yeah. I feel so... I think that's the story of Frankenstein. I just... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's actually what they based the story of Coco, Coco. the gorilla. Coco never on. happened. Yeah. yeah. Coco's a myth. <laughs> Frankenstein happened. Yeah. <laughs> that's real. That's that, that's that whole propaganda to try to, to get us to like animals. Yeah. Animals are jerks. Sure. <laughs> They've always been monkeys, bears, sharks. All they want to do is kill you. Yeah. And we try to humanize them. These things are sour-tempered, is what you're saying. Animals? Sour-tempered well, they, and yeah. possibly deadly. They're sure. poor neighbors. Poor neighbors. They are they, poor neighbors. On this on this this village we call Earth. Mm. Uh-huh. They don't pull their weight. This blue sure. this blue marble in the sky. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and animals are only well i mean elephants make beautiful paintings for us sometimes they do. I do like you think that, that's i like that video i like elephants i have no problem with elephants i yeah. have problems with bees okay i don't like them yep. i don't like sharks don't like bears don't like i was reading this book and they were talking about like uh how they have to preserve uh the great white population uh-huh. uh, because they were like if you know we uh, there's so few if we sharks. need to build a deadly super creature <laughs> <laughs> yeah what brain are we going to use what well, crazy brain are we going to put in it well, they're saying like if we didn't like protect these sharks like you know they could probably be extinct within two years hmm. just because there's so few of them and I was like that's terrific like, yeah, we don't right. need them later for you I don't <laughs> later for you chompers yeah yeah gosh yeah what's the first guy who's going to like die of great white eating who's just like well I'm glad we fucking went through all that trouble I'm glad we set up that foundation yeah, <laughs> what do you mean? I I don't I won't go into the ocean past my waist because of because of like Jaws and those movies. That's sure. just your overall standard. Yeah, I would love to not worry about sharks. Go to the beach. Yeah, I just swim around, not care. That'd be amazing. I'm more afraid of stepping on a stingray. That's my main. Oh, concern. I don't like them either. Yeah, I'm afraid of having to spend time at the beach. Yeah, because of sharks. I'm, each of my each of my moves here in Los Angeles has been to get myself further from the possibility that I might have to go to the beach. <laughs> to me, you know what the you know is, what the beach is to me. What you look out over that infinite expanse of water, mm-hmm. and all I can think is, "Oh fuck, I'm gonna die." <laughs> oh fuck, one day I'm gonna die. Sure, this is much more infinite than I am. Really, I'm just gonna die. There you go. This is infinite. Fuck, May twenty first is coming up. Yep, that's it. That's all the beach makes me think. That's interesting. It just reminds me of my mortality. Wow. You don't think of babes and brews, good times, best buds? I think. Well, let's say ninety percent mortality, ten percent volleyball. I just ah five percent. Those those like uh, Velcro those catch Velcro mitts. catchments, yep. yeah, yeah, with the Dayglo tennis ball, work. yeah, they work okay. I just think uh, how many sharks you are just out don't there. know how to catch anything. <laughs> I can't. How yeah. many angry sharks are out there? Yeah, yeah. We'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. It's Jordan Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective, and Trevor Moore, captain guest. Oh, it's great to have Trevor Moore here, huh? You know what? Did you? I don't know if you knew this, Jordan. Hmm. 
Um, I do know that you do know this. Not only is Trevor one of the members of The Whitest Kids You Know, which, by the way, uh, season premiere on Friday on uh, the Independent Film Channel. Sure. You Are they sp- doing the same rollout where they put him on Netflix the day after? They The first episode, I, th- I believe so. I don't know. Okay, um, the fine. first episode's on Hulu right now. Oh. They put it up a week before the premiere. What? Now, what's Hulu? Hulu is a website. That, I'm sorry. That it's, an, it's an internet don't, uh, Excuse me? destination that... Plays television. You're talking for about free. a Gopher site, correct? <laughs> University of Minnesota Gopher. It's a tree hierarchical system for organizing information on the internet. Oh, is that yes? Okay, that's what great. it is. Yes. Fantastic. Um, not only is he on that, he's also on the new Fox Television program Breaking In. Yep. From uh, the creators of Breaking Bad and Breaking Away. <laughs> The Breaking Brothers. I guess. Sure. John, fa- John and Steve Breaking. Yeah, the fabulous. Yeah. Here's fabulous Breaker Brothers. <laughs> Here's Breaker. what happened. I, we, Breaker Boys? We okay. booked. We were so excited. We, were, we, uh, we talked to IFC about the new season of The Whitest Kid You Know. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, several of Trevor's colleagues were recently on The Sound of Young America for the last season of The Whitest Kids You Know. Yes. So uh, uh, I didn't want to just repeat that. You know, I don't want to just do the same thing over. So I said, well, why don't we have him on Jordan Jesse Go? Now, uh, that's where it ended for me. I look, of course, I spend some time on the internet. Uh, I, I, lo- I loaded up some great gopher sites. Um, <laughs> and I found out uh, some things about uh, Trevor that I didn't know before. I didn't know he had a television show on PAX, for example. I did. The, which for made, a very short amount of time. Which makes him the uh, uh, Donnie Wahlberg of sketch comedy. <laughs> did Donnie Wahlberg? I think he had a show on PAX. Did he? Really? I think he was the big star of PAX. I wasn't on a national level. I was like regional. You were a regional was PAX regional, person. Regional, yeah. That's impressive. Yeah. Um, and uh, But what I didn't find out for some reason is on this, this network <laughs> television program. Um, but anyway, we're excited that you're on a network television program. Yeah, it's cool. It's great. Got to film with Alyssa Milano. Not bad. Not Is she bad. looking good? She does. Yeah. She's very pregnant. Oh, man. Really? She still looks good. Yeah. Yeah. She's a beautiful woman. Yep. It's not one of the reasons she became a celebrity. <laughs> Would you say she was fuckably pregnant? Uh, it's Alyssa Milano. Yeah, you're it's right. Alyssa Milano. No, sure. Pregnant yeah. or not. Yep, absolutely. Sure. Um, anyway, it's, it's wonderful to have you here, Trevor. Nice to be here. Thank you. I'm ex- I was excited to hear about these minor stars who have appeared on your television program, Trevor, because I know that Jordan just went to something called, what is it called? I was, uh, just before we came here, I was at the Reality Rocks Expo mm-hmm. uh, downtown. What is that? This is, and I was doing a thing on it for Fuel TV, um, this is... Like it seems like it is trying to be kind of the Comic Con of reality shows. There are you know kind of booths where you can get autographs from your favorite stars, and then there are like uh, performances from you know like America's Best Dance Crew crews. Uh, there's audition spaces. I'm not gonna lie to you, Jordan. That sounds kind of fun. Yeah, did you go uh, to that? I did go to that. Was it fun? No, uh, yeah, no. I I <laughs> I went to a taping of the America's Best Dance Crew once. Those that shit's cool. That shit's yeah. really cool. It seems like it'd be really cool. And I, I like how they're either Canadian or Asian. I don't really want to watch it on television, but yeah. uh, it does sound like something I would really enjoy if I saw it at a uh, at a reality rocks con. Sure. 
And then there are also um, like seminars, like stuff on like pitching reality shows, or like can you find love on a reality show? And it has like you know. So are they? Do they aspire to also be a reality show industry conference? It's it's both. It's kind of a mess. Um, So it is kind of midway between industry trade show and fan event. Ah, that sounds so weird. So were people were there like autograph booths? There were autograph booths, yes. And was Richard Hatch there? No, I didn't see Richard Hatch. Why um, would you even do it if you couldn't book him? Uh, he's, That's he's, the kind he's of the thing guy, where right? if he said, I'm busy that weekend, you would book the convention center for a different weekend. Whenever he's not in jail. Yeah. You're like, when, when did he get out? And, and Omarosa, whatever that is. Oh, yeah. yeah. Omar, Omarosa. <laughs> Hard to say. Whatever Omarosa like is, a, you'll um, want that. It's like a biblical mineral. I think it's a blood disease. <laughs> Hard to say. Um, but I will say this. I was really, really pleased at how poorly attended it was. It was a fucking ghost town. And really? I think that speaks pretty highly of, you know, Good for us. where America is with its relationship to reality shows. That at this point, the reality show boom, which continue, seems to be continuing yeah, yeah. unabated... Is funded almost is is driven almost exclusively by the fact that you barely have to pay anyone to make one of them. Sure, it seems like it. Um, yes, there were a lot of like overweight Southern women, uh huh, like like permed, jewelried, jumpsuited, overweight Southern women. And you're confident these women weren't just from like uh, Orange County, like southeastern Orange County. These are, yes, like these were people like they they were coming up to us and speaking to us in in thick southern accents asking if us if we were anybody they should be wanting a picture with like a down market food network host type yeah, situation maybe maybe i was someone who travels around and eats challenge food <laughs> there's so many of those shows that you know there's no way that you could be up on all of it right you know so yeah, yeah you could just no, walk sure. around and have some people filming you and mm-hmm. then they're gonna think that you're you know from uh one of the you know, yeah absolutely oxygen maybe mm-hmm. Could where be where was it? This was at the L.A. Convention Center. Oh, okay. This is where they have like Star Wars conventions and E3 and stuff like yeah. that. Um, it's a big space, and it really yeah. like was really, really apparent that no one fucking came to this thing. Um, That's the thing they almost blow up in the movie Face Off. Oh, yeah, yeah. for sure. <laughs> and then they go on, then there's a speedboat fight. Yeah, mm-hmm. though that happens in a different country. Oh, does it? Yeah, yeah. Does okay. it? Yeah, I think. I don't um, know. It's been a while since I've seen Face Off. No, it all takes place. Yeah, it's a great Great. Yeah, yeah. I w- yeah. I'm curious to see if Face Off holds up. I remember seeing it in the theaters as a child and being super pumped. Yeah. But anyway, uh, I like. It's also funny how like I, I also am would be interested to see now what Cage's take on Travolta and Travolta's take on Cage. Oh, they, that's brilliant. <laughs> they, they do like do impressions re- of each other. They should do a remake. Yeah, for sure. Like or just a sequel now. Like you know, and they have to change faces again. I bet right. if and put we get... Shia LaBeouf in it too, so like the yeah, kids will watch it. Yeah, yeah, sure. yeah. He's, he's he's Nicolas Cage's son. Yeah. If we leave out LaBeouf, I bet we could come up with the money to make this thing with Cage and Travolta. See, if you're gonna make there's a there's a window on on sequels, and if if ten years have passed before you're gonna make the sequel, you have to put Shia LaBeouf in it. Oh, right. yeah. the kids won't watch it. That's mm-hmm. uh, in Wall Street, you know, Indiana Jones. Mm-hmm. Could we just put Corey Feldman in it? Kids like that, right? I don't think kids do like that. I've been reading about them on the Gopher. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, um, one of the there's two, two, two things that happened that were noteworthy. Right. One, we interviewed this uh, pair from the Amazing Race, and we should say 
We support Pairs from the Amazing Race. Yes. Because our friend Tyler, who's been a guest on this program, won half a million dollars on the Amazing Race. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Um, and from what I understand, that's kind of a fun show that's not yeah, and trashy like, on purpose. That's the best one. Definitely. That, yeah, that wins, wins the Emmy yeah, every yeah, sure, year. Sure, sure, yeah. because... It definitely still made me uncomfortable when I tried to watch it because one of my best friends was on it. <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> um, but yes, it is. It seem, definitely seems to be relatively classy. They're this pair called Kent and Vixen. Um, and the, they are a, a male and female pair. They are both very, very goth. Uh-huh. Uh, Who's male? Kent? Kent is male. Oh, Kent. Kent. And they said Kent. Kent. Cunt? Cunt is male. Okay. Schlong is female. <laughs> gotcha. Um, and she is like a kind of a, she's like a, like a pinup model type. She has kind of giant prominent boobs and like long pink hair. Um, and he is a... That's not goth, then, is it? Pink, uh, pink hair? Yeah, it pink... It kind of, they have a pink and black color scheme. Oh, okay, okay. So it's, it's kind of a cute, cuddly goth. It's not like a Marilyn Manson goth. It's yeah. like a Hot Topic goth. Okay. I think you even think specifically they're sponsored it's by It's kind of like topic. anime goth. Yeah, that's... that's. A, I think she even had a Hello Kitty backpack. There you go. Um, and he is a tiny gay guy, mm-hmm. and they are friends, and they do The Amazing Race together. And they were fucking awesome. Like, definitely, like, you know, not a lot of talent reality. You can tell that, you know, if they weren't doing this, they would be managing a bong store or something. (laughs) Right. But, like, super nice, like, funny for people who aren't funny and, like, great attitudes and, like, had a thing and, like, you know, like, it was important to them to be performers. And, like, I really, like, without having a performing skill, they it was important to them to, like... Be cool and interesting and compelling without, you know, whipping their dicks out or taking a shit in public. And also... Um, Which in- is what a lot of people that you interview just fall back on. Sure, yeah. Right. You know, Bong Store would be a great reality show. That would, yeah. <laughs> okay, like, the, like L.A. Inc. or something. Yeah. There's like, like a, there's like a grizzled paterfamilias. Yeah, sure. Who's, uh, who's run the Bong Store since they used to sell R. Crumb comics in 1967. <laughs> And there's a young hotshot yeah. who loves vaporizers. <laughs> Wants to mix up the market. Yeah. yeah. And he is, he is very, very gay. Uh, to Even to the point after where he, uh, as part of our interview, he kissed me on the mouth uh-huh. to be outrageously gay. Yeah. Uh, and it's funny, uh, after, they went to the bathroom kind of midway through and these old southern women came up to me, us and they're like, Is that the two from The Amazing Race? Uh, I'm like, oh, yeah, that's him over there. She's like, oh, where's his girlfriend? <laughs> it was definitely like a Liberace situation where they just were old Southern women who didn't know. <laughs> who didn't understand the the reality of the reality situation. That's sure. Uh, and the other noteworthy situation was there was a... And the panels at this thing just happen out in the open. Like, <laughs> they're just randomly placed throughout the convention center. They're not in, like, meeting rooms. Mm-hmm. Um, and there was a panel that had Ron Jeremy and Ray J. <laughs> now, wait, who is, is this, Ray J? Who is Ray, Ray J? Ray J is Brandy's brother. Um, Brandy, famous murderer. <laughs> he's, uh, he's, he's famous for a few different things. Okay. Uh, I've he, heard the name. He, no. was, he, was an, he was, and I think still is, an R&B singer. Um, and he, he, 
was famous for being controversial because Brandy's image was very clean. Mm -hmm. She was a very wholesome R&B singer, and she had come out as a teenager. He came out as an R&B thug. Mm -hmm. uh, when this was a relatively new phenomenon, I mean, this was 15 years ago. Okay. Um, he was a teenager, I think, and he was an R&B thug and essentially adopted a purely hip-hop persona, but he happened to be singing R&B songs. Okay. Um, sort of like R. Kelly, but, but more so. Okay. And uh, he's also famous for having made a sex tape mm -hmm. uh, with Kim Kardashian. That's where I've heard him from. Um, and he... Uh, he uh, in the sex tape is seen to have a large penis, sure, a prominent member. Okay, um, and in this thing, and that would be the reality star quotient. Yeah, okay. yes, exactly. yeah. That's why he's a reality star, okay. not just a, Which just a second tier musician. Ironically, when you interviewed him, he was taking a shit on the floor, <laughs> right? And not whipping out his yeah. song, which is yeah. play to your strengths, man. I know. <laughs> See that he schlonger. wants to broaden his base. Um, <laughs> And uh, <laughs> Wait, I didn't mean it like that. Right? Uh, um, and Ray J is in the little time I spent in front of him. Well, well I didn't interview him. We just watched him do this panel thing. He is awful. And, uh -huh. um, just these guys are kind of trying to have this dialogue about like what makes a compelling reality show moment. And he's just. He's just, you know, kind of rattling off these kind of cliches, and at the end of everything, he says, swag. <laughs> and even, and I'm not making this up, sometimes while someone else was talking, he would just yell swag, because attention was not on him for a few seconds. He would just yell swag. And that's, he, a, that's his catchphrase? I guess so. This is, no, I, this is not Ray J's catchphrase. This is where does this come from? This I had not heard anybody use swag this ambiguously before. So swag has this long etymology. Mm. I would say that the the people who invented swag would probably be the Dipset. Okay, um, I don't know if they literally invented it, but they certainly popularized the idea of swag um, when they were. This is Cameron and Jim Jones and company mm -hmm. when they were in their period where they were wearing where they were switching colors. For a while, everything was purple. For, for a while, everything was pink, and then they switched to purple. Mm -hmm. um, that was their swag. They were swagged out, hmm. um, okay. and his swag was a, their swagger was a big part of their appeal. Right. But this was a long time ago now, and re more recently, uh, you will find swag just punctuating thing. It still means the same thing. That kind of like je ne sais quoi. Sure. You know that kind of uh, that kind of hip hop attitude of. You know, being able to pull things off uh, that are ridiculous, uh, but it was also just a punctuation. Um, especially if if you ever listen to, I think you would enjoy this, Jordan, hmm. the music of Lil B. Okay, uh, Lil B is a rapper who was in this group called The Pack, yep. uh, who had the song Vans. I'm sure you remember the song Vans. Sure. Um, uh, and now he's in Berkeley, and he's uh, seems to be a little bit crazy, uh, and he makes kind of hip hop dance records. Uh, with very stream of consciousness raps, uh, and he has a whole series of raps where he uh, he essentially like um, he talks he, he sets it up as women love him because he looks like so and so, and the people I think at the beginning it was it was handsome people. But then it was just like Kelsey Grammer, Ellen DeGeneres, sure. just miscellaneous celebrities. <laughs> Ellen DeGeneres is one of my favorite songs. Mm -hmm. And the chorus of Ellen DeGeneres just goes, Ellen DeGeneres, swag. 
Ah. Ellen DeGeneres, swag. So at this point, it's really come to the point where it's where it's just a punctuation. Ah, that, well, this makes but sense. But Ray J's a real dipshit. <laughs> There's no doubt about that. Um, and kind of the kind of the fun button on this presentation was they called up audience members and they're like, "We're going to create a reality show moment." Right here on stage, and they had like a camera crew filming these people, and it was you know projected behind them, and they were kind of going through this reality show scenario, and they brought people up on stage, and one was this kind of like, you know, kind of uh, kind of mid twenties, kind of good looking black lady, um, and she was like super excited to be there and kind of jumping all over the stage, and when the camera got in her face, she looked at the camera and said, "Hey, hey, hey!" And Ray J grabbed her by the shoulder and took her aside, and he's like, "Hey, you don't need the hey, hey, hey. Just be yourself." Swag, swag. Yeah, don't just yell a catchphrase. Um, look, I'm not, I'm not one to go around calling celebrities I don't know dipshits, but I think the evidence is the the jury is in on uh, on Ray J. Real dipshit. Is he on a reality show? Is that that's when then you then you meet somebody and they're like, oh no, I met him. He's really really nice guy. <laughs> yeah, like that's. I feel like anytime I like talk about anybody, it's like, oh no, I met. Really, but they, is that, what that, really has nice. that happened? I don't really want to nice. make you. I don't want to force you to talk out of school. But have no, you no. Ever, but don't you ever? I mean, just like living in LA, like you run into people who are like actually I met that person. Super nice. Fair. You wouldn't super think nice. so. Super yeah. nice. Yeah, there like, is yeah. there is that thing that you have to accept when you work in the entertainment. I mean, obviously, I'm basically running the entertainment industry. <laughs> yes. Um, and of course, Jordan, out of this murder shack in the mountains. <laughs> yes. <laughs> You you you're pulling you're you're making the entertainment industry dance like some kind of maddened yeah, sure. uh, puppet master from your post at Fuel TV. Yep. And of course you're on you're on uh, breaking in. Uh-huh. Uh and uh from the television program Whitest Kids You Know, so you know about this. You're deep in the entertainment industry. Um there's this moment when you realize uh that because you work in the entertainment industry, you have to think of famous people as human beings. <laughs> But they're not. Yeah. <laughs> they're so nice. They're so nice. So super nice. So nice. Like the worst guy you can think of. Who's like the word? Like, you're like, oh, I just met OJ. Yeah, who seems awful? Like, you make, Kiefer Sutherland. Make an OJ joke. Someone be like, actually, I hung, I, I I hung a actually, super nice guy. Yeah. He's really, a lot of that's an act. He didn't even. The OJ stick. Yeah. This the stabbing so few and far between at the party I was at. I can only speak from my personal direct experience. And there were a few single stabbings, but no multiple stabbings. Mm-hmm. It was a long Injuries, time ago. Injuries, not deaths. He was in a weird place. It was, it was the 90s. <laughs> we were all crazy in the 90s. Remember leg warmers? That was the 80s. That was the 80s fictional construct. But it was really good for him in a way because he was famous, but then he was like... Famous, yeah. like an icon. Kind of uh, yeah. <laughs> icon of stabbing. Um, wait, I have, I have a, um, I have a dick-related thing I have to talk about for a second. Sure, you'll be shocked to learn. R. E. Ray J's giant dick. Yeah, so Ray J does have a giant dick, but that's not what I want to talk about. No, um, I want to Swag. talk about my my uh, murder shack in the mountains. Sure, uh, where I now live. Uh, I live in Highland Park, California, which is uh, uh, essentially uh, the sort of mountainy part of. Highland Park, California, which is a predominantly Latino neighborhood. Mm-hmm. And coyotes. And there's also yes. coyotes. Uh, there's both Latino coyotes. There's both coyotes and coyotes, yeah. uh, whose job it is to ferry people across the border. <laughs> um, 
there are a lot of uh, there are a lot of kind of uh, predominantly Latino neighborhood businesses around, um, and I I'm familiar with these businesses. I grew up in a predominantly Latino neighborhood. Um, it reminds me of Mission Street when I was growing up in San Francisco. But there are two within uh, within a five minute drive of my house. There are two stores that seem to sell exclusively Spanish language dick pills. <laughs> really. Their outdoor signage is exclusively dick pill related. Um, What's Spanish for? How do you how do you know? I, I don't remember what it is, but it's it's a but there's enough cognates in there, <laughs> and I have enough Spanish language skill to recognize a dick pill vending establishment. Huh. Hmm. Here's my question about this: Is their website only in English too? Yeah, right. Do Spanish speakers not yet know that there are now real dick pills? <laughs> That they have invented dick pills that make your dick hard. Well, you, why do you think these are counterfeit? Well, these are not Viagra dick pills. Oh, this is like these stuff you are, buy at Seven Eleven. These are stuff yeah. you buy at Seven Eleven okay. dick pills. Mm-hmm. And also, do Seven Eleven shoppers not know that there are now real dick pills? Have you ever tried the Seven Eleven pills? I have not. That's a good point. Do you think they might work even better? I don't know. I've never tried them. It seems like an easy enough experiment. It's not like yeah, right. What are you dropping? It's not like that nonsense with the cat in the box. Like you can actually do this one. <laughs> it's you not can, a theoretical yeah, boner. The boner go, can exist. Yeah, get the pills. See if it works. It. Yeah. I want to know. Okay, how about this? I bet that there are people out there who have bought Seven Eleven dick pills yeah. in our audience. We have or tens d- of thousands of people listening dick right shots. now. Wait, dick shots? There's like a, you know, like a five-hour energy. I am not going to yeah. put a fucking needle in it's my dick. not a needle in your dick, because you wouldn't be able to tell them apart, right, Jesse? Oh. <laughs> oh. Yes! Slam! Swag! Um, you just end the show right there. Yeah, right. You got it. You got it. <laughs> we got, guys, <laughs> you got we it. got it. <laughs> Cut and print. Uh, there's also like a five-hour energy, a little vial, a little multicolored vial that, uh, that will your also, dick. is also dick-based. You don't have to give us your full name. 206-984-4FUN. Oh, here's my experience with those. Okay. Um, I went to, uh, for work one time, the porno convention in Las Vegas. I think I talked about that. Yeah. Uh, and the dick pill and shot samples were... Everywhere. Rampant. Uh, and I'm like, this, this'll be fun. Let's give this a go. So I, I, I got a bag full of them and I had them in my car, you know, just kind of waiting for an opportunity to use one. Uh, it didn't come along, but I was, um, I was. Hey, there's a big surprise. Oh, Swag. Boy. Swag. Tie game. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> one, one. Um, and then, uh, but I had them just kind of like in the door cubby of my car, and once I, I, um, I, I had some, I had just had a pass, random passenger in the car, I think it was a work-related passenger, and I opened up the door, and they spilled out into the parking garage. Uh, I don't think that person saw, I cl- quickly collected them and threw them all away, but it was just like... Vitamins, they're my vitamins. Vitamins, I don't, I'm throwing them away now, though, because I decided I don't need them. And you never tried one? No, uh-uh. Shit. So I had okay. a whole bag full of this. Two oh six nine eight four four fun. We have tens of thousands of listeners. I'm sure that there are people out there who have taken dick pills. Someone's buying this stuff. If if you want to talk, don't talk in a funny voice. I was going to say if you want to talk in a weird <laughs> voice to disguise your no, no, because our listeners will fucking do that and it'll be horrible. 
Ladies too, you know, if you've if you've Taking had it, their box have pills. It, yeah, sure. They have they have Moist them for box ladies. Pill. They no, have, they do, they don't do. they? Because they have what's the one with the guy with the big smile? It's on the commercial all the time. The, Is that extends? Yeah, uh, it's the only one I know. I don't know. It's yeah, something like that. They uh, they at the Seven Eleven they sell blue pills uh-huh. and they sell pink pills. Oh, and yeah. the pink pills are for ladies. They make, they your, make a lady's dick bigger. Uh, yeah, yeah bigger. I don't know what it does. <laughs> But it uh, does something. Yeah. They deepen the vagina. It makes you forget about all the, the dirty socks in the bathroom, right? <laughs> yeah. Because that's why ladies don't like to have sex. 206-984-4FUN, <laughs> the number to call. That's your action item for this week. Tell us about your experiences with dick pills. <laughs> or dick shots. Or yeah. dick shots. Then or box pills. There's the uh, horny goat weed, which is like the old... That's been there forever. Yeah, that's that was like, like the, the first yeah, guy Oh, God. I mean, I remember that in like high school. Yeah. Like that being something that you got at a weird like Mexican liquor store. But I don't think that was supposed to give you a boner. Yeah. I think that was just supposed to make you... Amorous. Horny. Goat-like. I, guess. Like. <laughs> I yeah. don't know why you would buy like... Uh, I guess... Somebody's just like I'm never horny. Yeah, I don't buy. know why you would need to feel hornier. Because you probably wouldn't want to. F- you probably wouldn't care about feeling horny if you never felt horny. Yeah, and would you be so horny that you wouldn't wait to have sex? You would just like jack off on the way home or something. Anyway, lots of questions these lots things bring of up. Questions. <laughs> you know that most people don't keep these pill- pills in their passenger door of their car, right? Yeah, it's not the traditional place to keep them. It was a mistake. Okay. Just in case you get pulled over. 206 984 We'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jessica. <laughs> the podcast program is Jordan Jesse Go. I, of course, Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Trevor Moore, Captain Guest. Oh, great to have Trevor Moore here from the Whitest Kids You Know Friday nights on the Independent Film Channel. Always on, slightly off. <laughs> <laughs> IFC, always on, slightly off. Yep. We're actually all the way off. IFC. Well, the show we worked for is yeah. all the, it the was, show we, this, yeah. The show I hosted and you were the regular field correspondent for is, is now, now no longer extant. Off. Yeah. No longer ex. Are you guys do? Are you guys doing? Uh, are you guys going back to half an hour? Or are you sticking with fifteen? Half hour. No, we only did fifteen for um, season three. Like okay. we're, we're uh, last season was half. I've hour. really watched a lot of this program for for just apparently not understanding basic facts about it. <laughs> no, it's confusing. It switches around. It was on Fuse, then it's on IFC. It was fifteen minutes, and it was a half hour. It's yeah, it's a good move up. It's a little gypsy. You've show. been moving yeah. up. You've been moving up. You got you had regional packs. Yeah. Then you had Imagination. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, then you went to Fuse. Fuse. Now you're on IFC. There you go. Some people have heard of IFC. Y- yep. So you're making it happen, Trevor. You are making it happen. <laughs> IFC has a website 24 hours a day. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, look, uh, on, on Jordan, Jesse, Go, and now all of the Max Fun Chat shows, mm-hmm. uh, we have a segment where we uh, sort of Open things up to our audience, Jumbotron style, and for 100 bucks for a personal message or 200 bucks for a commercial message, we will share your, your wisdom with the world. Um, first of all, this week, Fuzzy Balls Apparel, returning. They're, uh, they're going to be sponsoring us through June. Yeah. So Thanks, Fuzzy Balls Many Apparel. thanks to Fuzzy Balls Apparel. Um, they've got all kinds of cool t-shirts, uh, little men that come in eggs, um, well, the eggs are the men. There's no man inside the eggs. I thought that you take the egg off of the... 
Am I misremembering? You might that? be remembering different. Maybe they have diff- two different egg products. I the thought they had the kind of I thing received, where it's a toy that comes in an egg and you open it up. The egg product I received was just an attractive hand painted egg. That is a wait a, a minute. Guy. No, are you thinking of Fuzzy Balls Apparel or are you thinking of Fabergé? I'm thinking of the movie Hop. <laughs> okay, <laughs> that looks really funny. Anyway, put put JJ Go in the notes when you make an order at Fuzzy Apparel, FuzzyBallsApparel.com. They will give you a special free gift, uh, as they say, just for listening to your favorite pod- podcast. Uh, Fuzzy Balls Apparel, cute and creepy T-shirts and things. That's their slogan. They wanted me to read their slogan, uh, but then I couldn't find it in the thing. Uh, so it seemed like a really pregnant pause, and I sort of uh, didn't sell it as well as I could have. Oh, I thought it made it more um, intense. Yeah, okay. you know? we were waiting for it. Yeah. Um, here's a message from our friend Andreas Deuce Pape. <laughs> <laughs> this is good already, right? Yeah. Um, the Lion in Tweed podcast is his podcast. Uh, it's the story of a college professor of economics and sound studies who plays folk music on the side, who is also a lion. Um, so this is like, I think this podcast, he's a folk musician. Um, and I think this podcast is like, it's, it's like his version of a podcast novel, only Mm. it's from being a folk musician. So each episode has music performance in it. And then it has some, a little bit of other stuff, you know, that's a little bit dramatic mixed in with the folk music portion of it. And he's a lion. And he's also a lion. The man, the Andreas Deuce Pape, Deuce Pape is a lion. So it's like like a Peter and the Wolf kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. I mean, the, the moral of this story is that if you keep saying lion, eventually they're just going to leave you to die. <laughs> um, TheLionInTweed.com, uh, at TheLionInTweed on Twitter, or you can find it in iTunes, TheLionInTweed. Um, oh, man, this is a... We're, we're raking it in. Yeah, sure. Thanks, you, guys. You like to listen... I, I'm, my only disappointment is my brother, my brother, and me, one of, the, my, one of the McElroy brothers, he writes a little song for each one of these. We don't have any talent, yeah, so we can't do that. advertise with those guys. All I got is these golden pipes. Um, Humanitarian Notes is a nonprofit organization uh, that works with musicians to record music that promotes social change and empowerment. Hey. I'm very happy to hear about yeah. this. Um, they especially work on music that educates, empowers, and raises HIV AIDS awareness in Africa. That's a really cool project. Absolutely. Um, anyway, you can hear the music. Uh, you can get involved. You can uh, get regular updates on all this stuff and, and the adventures that these people are going on across the world uh, making this music uh, at humanitariannotes.org. Humanitariannotes.org. Or, again, on Twitter, uh, it's at changewithmusic. Hmm. So that's lovely. Absolutely. And finally, oh God, Fantasy Magic Camp. Yes. It's a fun summer day camp for children ages 5 to 12 in Austin, Texas and the surrounding area. Um, They teach magic, juggling, and puppetry, including balloon twisting, unicycling, and all sorts of fun stuff that will get you kicked in the balls. Yeah. Unf- they're also- Unfortunately, it's right next to bully camp. <laughs> <laughs> Why would parents send kids there? Bully camp. Um, geez, Louise. Oh, gosh. Every day they have a professional performer uh, give a show to the kids, and uh, there's lots of different cool stuff. He said they've had ventriloquists, magicians, even a re- real Ringling Brothers clown come to the camp. Uh, each of these, each of these people has left with one of the children, uh, but the odds are, 
That's the the odds are it won't be your child. Uh, that's editorial. That's not in the copy no, that they no, provided. No. I want to make that clear. Um, uh, so anyway, you can, in addition to just sending your kid to this camp, also if you have like a school or a camp or something, they do do days where you can bring your ki- bring a group of children to the thing, and they'll have you know a day of activities of learning to get beat up later in life, <laughs> <laughs> of learning to have things to do on Saturday night. Um, Although, I don't know, Austin is kind of like. Austin's like kind of hippy dippy for Texas. Like I bet, yeah, you know, I bet there are that, probably girls. Yeah. yeah, no, I I bet for a kid in I mean I could see, you know, a kid in, you know, I don't know, Missoula or Butte, <laughs> places in Montana. I bet it would be that would be kind you of know, Austin, social, this is gonna social fly. suicide. No, I think so. Yeah. I think if you're in an Austin or a Portland or something like that, you can do nothing, something artsy fartsy. Nothing will get a thirteen year old boy laid like tie dyed pantaloons. Which <laughs> I assume it again, that's not in the copy, but I assume they are issued tie dyed pantaloons. I don't know, magic dude. You read the game, right? Magic gets you <laughs> fucked. Um, it's magiccamp.com. Wow, they got magiccamp.com. This is pretty serious. Yeah. Um, they took it away from a jam band. <laughs> uh, this, is what they, this is what they say. Uh, this is the thing that he wants to, us to promote. This listener, Aaron, who, who runs this camp, uh, he says that at magiccamp.com, they have a video of one of their campers who, as he says, uh, had a hard time saying anything other than exactly what was on her mind. Um, he leaves it cryptic beyond that. Yeah. But I'm interested to see this video now at magiccamp.com. Um, so, yeah, so thanks to that. If you want to uh, have a commercial or personal message on Jordan, Jesse, go, or stop podcasting yourself for my brother, my brother, and me, just send our development director, Teresa, an email. Uh, Teresa at MaximumFun.org. We'll be back in just a second with more of Jordan Jesse Go. Jordan Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Moore's boy detective. Trevor Moore, captain guest. Oh, it's great to have Trevor Moore here from the hilarious hilarious mm-hmm. television program, The Whitest Kids You Know, on the IFC channel. Always on, slightly <laughs> off. Watch The Grid, Thursdays at 6.45. When we were For on 7.45. one more week. <laughs> For one final week. What if we just had just a crazy rating spike in the last week of The Grid? Last week that The Grid aired, we, we got like... Uh, what if we had a second life on DVD like the Family Guy? Could be. Yeah. Can they happen. come crawling back on their knees? Yeah. yeah. Gotta, Can't we, wait for that. Got to start making those lowest... Well, we don't have to really start making lowest common denominator jokes. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty yeah. much the MO of our television program. Sure. Our short-lived television program. Okay. Um, when something momentous happens to one of our listeners, we ask that they give us a call at 206-984-4FUN uh, for a segment called Momentous Occasions. We've got a few momentous occasions here. Uh, let's see what our audience has to say. That'll do it. Now we go. Hey, Jordan. Hey, Jesse. Um, I'm at this occasion. Just saw two pigeons having sex, and uh, then they flew away and... Now they're looking at me weird. Uh, 
see, this is the kind of important stuff that you need to be experiencing and calling in. If this guy didn't have 206-9844-FUN and his cell phone number, he wouldn't even have been able to yeah. call. He would have been, what's that number? What's that number? So put yeah. it in your cell phone so when shit goes down, you're ready. Because otherwise you're calling 911, telling them that. <laughs> they're coming and they're arresting you. You're, so you're calling 611. Yeah. They're just offering to send out the water department. Yeah. You know, it's not a pipe issue. Hi, Jordan, Jesse Go. Uh, this is Elizabeth from Los Angeles. I'm calling in with a moment of shame. I just honked at a nun. Um, she was driving very slowly and pulled out right in front of me. And when I passed her, it was a nun. I like, oh boy. I like to have some emotion in these calls, too. Yeah, she seemed upset. This woman is genuinely horrified that she, she just honked at this nun. Sure. Sounds like the nun yeah. had it coming to her. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you, know you don't what get she, a pass for driving poorly. You know, what this, you know what this nun needs? A sassy African-American nun to shake things up a little bit. <laughs> yeah. And if that nun is not even a nun, all the better. That's a movie they should bring back. They should. They should let Shia LaBeouf have a crack at that. <laughs> 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 uh, okay, we got one more. Jordan and Jesse, I just threw up in the Mississippi River for the first time in my life. <laughs> Later. Do you think that's like part of living in the South is that you throw up in the Mississippi River? Have you uh, ever thrown up in the Mississippi River? No? Well, there's a first time for everything, I just right? like the, for the first time in my life. Like yeah. it was the inflection was that it was great. Finally. <laughs> it was like, this is what it's going to be like from now on. <laughs> I'm throwing find, up in rivers. I finally got my motorcycle license, yeah. and I threw up in the Mississippi <laughs> River. I got to buy a lottery ticket today. <laughs> <laughs> 206-984-4FUN, the number to call. Okay, we have one more call, and it says, Lindsay, our intern, was sitting at this desk right behind where Trevor is sitting right now, for those of you uh, listening on your televisions. <laughs> and um, she, was, she was screening calls, and she said, is there a Brendan Thorne in your family? I said, yeah, well, my younger brother's name is Brendan Thorne. And just last week, we had been talking about how I recently went home and found out that my family had have discovered Jordan Jesse Go now in year five or however long we've been doing this program. And so my two younger brothers, one of whom is in his early 20s and one of whom is in his teenage years, uh, have started listening to the program. One of them is Brendan, my youngest brother. And I don't know what this call is, uh, but she said, he called, and I said, well, we should probably play it on the show, because otherwise I'm going to get in trouble with my dad yeah, and my stepmom, right. you know. I don't want that. They're going to disinherit Christmas. me. They don't have anything to inherit to me. <laughs> there's, no, there's no estate. Hello, Jordan and Tzika. Uh, this is Brendan Thorne. Um, I just want to let you know some news when I was at your wedding. Um, I couldn't think of any way, other way to say this to Jordan directly. Um, but I remember distinctly you throwing jelly beans at me and um, when you were drunk, and I oh, thought no. you should know. Um, oh, jeez. You know. It hurt a little, but I'm over it now. Oh, jeez, um, Jordan. I'll see What the fuck, Morris? I don't know what to say. What the fuck? <laughs> Is this what you do at weddings? It's a dark period. Do you get drunk and throw jelly beans at groomsmen? Child groomsmen? 14-year-old groomsmen? I'm fun. Why were know. there jelly beans at the wedding? It was a hop-themed hop wedding. <laughs> Hop. Hop had just been optioned. Yeah. You might as well ask me 
why were there rings at the wedding? <laughs> it was a wedding. Okay. Not only did you throw jelly beans at my 14-year-old brother, but this 14-year-old brother was homeschooled and all he mm. knows all he knows is punk rock music. Sure. He co- obviously couldn't defend himself. Sure. Probably he never can't seen a jelly throw bean things. before. Yeah. I'm just going Brendan, I'm sorry that happened, but pretty soon you're going to be of drinking age and you're going to learn about the simple joys of getting wasted and hurling things at a child. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's part of what makes life worth living and I'm sorry you had to be on the receiving end of it, but just fucking get ready to dole some of it out yourself. It's going to be magic. Am so I supposed to fight you? Me? Yeah, I think maybe I'm supposed to fight you. This is no, your younger cool. brother? This is my y- much younger brother. Younger brother? This this brother is 14 years younger than I am. Okay. Tell you what, just uh, just whip a Reese's cup at my head and we'll call it even. Yeah, I've got a Reese's cup. Let me see what I got over here. Got like a I got some onesies. Mm. Got some some Chud Velcro shirts. ties. Chud shirt. You think you think Chud shirt? Is that the best? Yeah, throw a Chud shirt. Okay. <laughs> that sounds- yep, we're even <laughs> Even Steven yep. We'll be back in Water just a second Water under the bridge 2-2 two, two. On- We'll be back in just a second Jordan, Jesse, go I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart Jordan Morse, boy detective Trevor Moore, Captain Guest Trevor, it has been a, an absolute joy and delight to have you on the program. Thank you for having me. It's been fun. Oh, thank you so much for coming on. And I, I was saying this to you off the air, but I will say it to you on the air. It's so great uh, that The Whitest Kids You Know now in its fifth year. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just a pleasure to have a, a funny sketch comedy series that's a success on television. Thank you. There aren't much. any other television sketch comedy. Like, this is the first show, sketch comedy series that has had, like, new seasons since Chappelle's show, right? Something like that, yeah. Saturday Night Live's still pretty doing good. What's They're, this, what's this show Live's now? doing pretty good. I'm sorry, I'm not familiar it's, with it. Uh, it comes on... Uh... Send me the gopher address okay. and yeah. I'll... Um, uh, hey, listen, uh, Jordan and I are hitting the road. Yeah. We, as we record, record this, we're probably already packing our bags. I'm already thinking about outfits. Yeah, I'm, no, I'm already packed. Um, we are going to Chicago and Ann Arbor mm-hmm. uh, on Wednesday, the thirteenth. We are. I am in Chicago doing the Sound of Young America at the Second City with special guests, uh, Peter Sagal from Wait Wait Don't Tell Me. Awesome, uh, just a super awesome guy. Uh, uh, I would love to meet Sagal. I hope he comes to our Jordan Jesse Go show. He probably won't, but yeah, if, he's he, not if he did, I, I would like to come. meet Sagal. I, I don't think Sagal's going to come. Sagal does a great job on that program. Absolutely. Uh, and a big Sound of Young America fan, too. Oh, good. He emailed me one time and said, if you ever want to have me on the Sound of Young America, I'd be happy to do it. And I told him, let's wait until I do a Chicago show because I know I'm going to have a hard time booking guests. Sure. Uh, and he was kind enough to agree to that. And then when the time came, he was there for me. It's Peter Sagal for you. It's Peter Sagal. Old dependable Sagal. Um, super nice. Super nice. Super no, nice. I know. I know what you've people. heard about Sagal. Really, really nice. Super I know. Now, Roy nice. Blunt Jr., on the other hand, <laughs> that guy is a real twat. Tom Baudet. Um, Kill you just as soon as look at you. Uh, I also, uh, Colt Cabana, professional mm-hmm. wrestler slash comedian, Colt mm-hmm. Cabana, uh, who emailed me, and I just f- seemed like I should not miss the opportunity to interview a man who is both a professional comedian and an actual professional wrestler. I checked in with some wrestling nerds. They verified that this is a real professional wrestler and the champion of an actual professional wrestling league. 
Um, he is also, and he sent me some pins. I just got some pins from Colt Cabana. Uh, his pins are blue, and they say, I, Star of David, Colt. Um, because he's basically the, the, the Jewish wrestler. Yeah, not a big Jewish wrestling community. <laughs> Um, and uh, then we're going to be in Ann Arbor on mm-hmm. Friday night, the 15th, doing Jordan Jesse Go Live at the yes. Ann Arbor District Library at the invitation of the Ann Arbor District Absolutely. Library. That's nice. the impetus for this whole trip. On Saturday, Jordan is going to be teaching an improv class. I'm going to be giving my brilliant educational <laughs> seminar, Make Your Thing, uh, that is all about uh, creating independent uh, media and you know making a living from it and how to how to make something that's worth being enjoyed and so mm-hmm. on and so forth. Um, then we're going back to Chicago Sunday night, uh, April 17th. We're at the second city and it's not just us. Uh, it's also Jordan. It's also my brother, my brother and me and special host Dan Telfer. And I think there was some nasty rumors going around. Not nasty, but that rumors it, going sold that it was out. sold out. Not no, the case. Not the case at all. There are still <laughs> tickets. Many <laughs> tickets available. <laughs> Here's the reality of the situation, Jordan. I'm just going to put it out on the table for the listeners out there. <clears throat> if you live in Chicago and you listen to this shit and you don't have tickets for both of these shows, what the fuck? Yeah, right? I'm getting on a fucking airplane to come visit you. A fucking airplane, Jordan. Here's what I'm doing. You ready for this? Yeah. I am coming back two days early from a free work trip to Rio de Janeiro to do this. That's the kind of shit... I have two relaxing work-free days in Rio de Janeiro, but I love you guys and performing for you so much that I'm coming back early. And you know what? People have been emailing me, come to Chicago, come to Chicago, come to Chicago. Look, we're coming to Chicago. Yeah. We're going to be there. you don't show up, you're going to look like a real shithead. You're going to be looking a at real you, dipshit. Claire Zolke. <laughs> yeah, Zolke. Come on, Zolke. What's your thing, Keith Phipps? Sure. Keith Phipps, where are you? Oh, yeah, let's see at both shows, Phipps. Both shows, Zolke Rabin. and Phipps. Nathan Rabin, I'm calling you out. What about you, Peepums? What about you? That's what you call all of the my brother and my brother and yeah. me guys. You call them all Peepums. See you there, Peepums. What about you, Alfonso Soriano? <laughs> what about you, Jerome Walton? 1989 National League of the Year, Jerome Walton. What about you, staff of the racist hot dog place? <laughs> That's all I got. It's all going down. Chicago, uh, Ann Arbor, MaximumFun.org is where you can find all the information. Of course, uh, Trevor's brilliant sketch comedy program. Uh, You can watch the first four seasons on your Netflix instant, your Netflix, uh, your digital versatile discs. I encourage you to do that. And tune into your television boxes and the independent film channel, IFC, always on, slightly off, to see season five with his delightful compatriots. (laughs) This Friday. This Friday, yep. if you're listening to this in real time, which right. you're probably not. It's probably already passed. Look, here's the thing. If the time has passed, if you missed Friday, just fuck it. You're not going to be able to catch up. This is the first purely serial sketch comedy series. <laughs> and this thing is so plot heavy. Like, if you thought Lost was plot heavy, yeah. if you missed that first episode, you are F-U-C-K-E-D. And if you think you can just watch it on Netflix Instant, no. Because there are secret messages in between the commercials that they cut mm. out for Netflix Instant. You're going to be fucking lost. Do not watch it. Do not watch it. Well, I guess what I'm saying is, no matter what, do not watch The Whitest Kids You Know. <laughs> it's a funny show, but all you're going to do yeah. is laugh and enjoy it. It's a waste <laughs> of your time. And uh, Breaking In is on the Fox Network. Yep. This show is from uh, two uh, Hollywood superstars. Uh, the guy behind um, How to Train Your Dragon, 
which Adam is Goldberg, a, yeah. Which is a uh, an animated film that I heard nothing but spectacular things about. It's like, great. Yeah. It's really great. This yeah. this movie and Pixar quality, I Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs are the two films that yeah. people are constantly sending me emails. You have to go watch Cloudy with a Chance of Eat Meatballs in How to Train Your Dragon. So uh, and the guy who made uh, uh, the king, the King of Kong, which is one of the best documentaries ever. Fist was sure. right, right up there. You go, yeah. what you got? You got your hoop dreams. Of course, you have yeah. Salesman, which invented uh, mm-hmm. you know the fly on the wall style. Yeah. Vernon, Florida. You got Vernon, Florida, American the, the, movie. The, the sure. part, the part with the guy who calls his uh, birds gators. <laughs> <laughs> Vernon, Florida. <laughs> so you can't top that, really. <laughs> Yeah, and then and King then, of Kong's in there. King of Kong is up in there, spellbound, of course, because it's got that part where the guy goes, where the little kid goes, "Do I sound like a musical robot?" <laughs> um, These are all things in documentaries. Did you? I have a quick question. <laughs> yeah, this is just going to wrap things up. This okay. is going to put a bow on things sure. completely. Mm-hmm. Andy Blitz, legendary comedy writer, writer and performer on the Conan Show. Mm-hmm. Did you know that he is brothers with Jeffrey Blitz, the director of Spellbound? No, I met him backstage at a Risk show. And uh, he said, oh, I think my brother has been on your show. And even after he said that, I did not put two and two together and think, oh, and Jeffrey Blitz, one of my favorite Sound of Young America guests ever, been on the show twice, uh, absolute favorite of mine. They're brothers. You're thinking of the cheese blints you ate. (laughs) That's true. The whole time I'm thinking blints, 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 blints. Okay. Look, uh, Breaking In is on the Fox Network. You'll find Whitest Kids You Know on the uh, IFC, always on. Slightly off. Um, that's channel 692. <laughs> um, you, of course, know it well because uh, that's the channel that you knew to avoid because me and Jordan had a show on it. Um, and, of course, uh, 206 fun JJ, go at MaximumFun.org if you want to send us an email. You want to place an advertisement. It's Teresa at MaximumFun.org. We will see you in the Middle West. And, uh, you know, there won't be a new Jordan Jesse Go next week because we're going to be out live. Yeah. Um, so, you know, you'll have to wait two weeks. Uh, but, uh, you know, you can just, in the meantime, you can fill the time with, uh, you've already probably Googled Ray J's dick. But um, <laughs> besides that, you can just watch The Whitest Kids You Know, you know? Uh, okay. We'll see you next time. Jordan Jesse Go. Swag! <laughs> Swag!